0: This is John Shannon with Radio Free Galisteo, and today I am speaking with Galisteo residents Kelly Kiernan and Patrick Briggs. Kelly is the director of the upcoming Shakespeare in the Garden play, Much Ado About Nothing, by, what's that, who's,
1: who's the? William Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> that dude.
0: That guy, <laughs> that guy. And Patrick is the scenic designer. Scenic designer. This
2: year. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Okay. Uh. All right. The dates are July 27th through August 20th. Mm-hmm. Correct. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday.
2: Friday, yeah. Saturday, and Sundays. Showtime is at 7 o'clock. The garden opens up at 5 15 for picnicking. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. All right. So can come on in at 5 15 and spread out over the grounds and and we do run for four weeks this yep. year through
1: August twentieth, so we'll be kind of encompassing a nice busy time in Santa Fe. That's over Spanish Market Weekend, Indian Market Weekend. So fantastic! Yeah, we want to pack that. We want to pack that gorgeous amphitheater out. So, all right. Yeah. Well, let's help do that.
0: Tell us about the play. Uh, I'm sure some people are familiar with it, but uh, tell us a bit about it and how you're going about this production.
1: Yeah, so this was a, a oft-requested favorite, Much Ado About Nothing. Beautiful, we're sticking with the comedies. This is the quintessential battle of the sexes. With Beatrice and Benedict. Um, really good fights. <laughs> and witty fights. It's uh, We are setting this production in 16th century Sicily <clears throat> in the town of Messina. Our set design will reflect that. Our costumes that Cheryl is designing, Cheryl Odom, our costume designer, is heavily researched that period as she always does, which is amazing that she kind of brings that focus to the work and the detail to the costumes. Beatrice and Benedict are old friends that come together. Most everybody in this play knows one another, and that's why um, this year I cast from my company of players who we've worked with. This is our season six, Six. Mm. and our fourth year that we've been producing and working with the same company of fabulous local actors, infusing new energy in each year. But I really wanted that to feed this show, the energy that the actors have between themselves on a Personal basis is really going to make a difference in the um, the chemistry on stage. I think our Benedict and Beatrice are. Um a real-life couple, so that kind of works. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, it brings a lot of layers to it. Yeah, we actually have the most magnificent Dogberry ever. Um, <laughs> Dogberry's a tough role for me. I often think that it is not, not as funny as he should be, but Miles Blitch, who has been with us since Romeo and Juliet... Is gonna nail that hysterical. Hanya Stoker is back as Don Pedro, Prince of Aragon. <laughs> and Hamilton Turner is gonna be Benedict. And Joy Beth Gilbert is our Beatrice. Oh, what a crew! What a crew! Yes. And <laughs> hmm. our our governor of Messina, uh, Leonardo, is the one and only John Shannon. Whoa. Who returns after <laughs> his amazing rendition of the Dukes in As You Like It. So it's going to be a fun summer. Fun I think fun. so. I know
0: I'm really looking forward to it, and I can vouch for the uh, the chemistry that is in the group that you have, yeah. group of players that you have. That's, it it that's, really is. Uh, yeah. It's,
1: it's Mm-hmm. A very nice uh, dynamic going on there. Yeah, and, that's where the magic happens, I think. I yeah. think it's going to be really, really interesting to, to mine for the intricacies of these relationships. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and I'm not necessarily speaking about myself, but
0: there's an enormous amount of talent there. And uh, mm-hmm. so I, f- I feel very, very lucky to be counted among them and to be working with you again. So.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh.
0: Okay. <laughs> you mentioned scenic design
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that your costume designer has researched heavily the look. Patrick, what did you do to develop the, the look of the set?
2: Well, I combed the internet for several weeks looking just looking at pictures of Sicily, mm-hmm. the architecture of Sicily, looking for those specific elements that are quintessentially Sicilian mm-hmm. so that I could bring them into the set and identify it mm-hmm. and ground it in Sicily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over over the course of a few weeks it, it kind of just it's one piece at a time falls together. Mm-hmm. You know? And you yeah. started
1: building your model. Probably, it took you about probably about a month and a half to Yeah, about a month start, and a half to do the yeah, model. And so that we have a really good idea. And even doing the colors that... And, and there's a coordination there between Cheryl's research and the colors that she'll be using in the costumes. Pat always takes that into consideration with the set design as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the model, and I've been to Sicily. (laughs) So I think you're on track, man. Good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Another interesting aspect this year, um, a lot of the soldiers coming in, this takes place during the Italian Wars, and the soldiers were coming from different places in Italy. Padua is where Benedict was from, Florence, and then Prince of Aragon. So we are going to incorporate... Gerald did some research on the heraldry that was associated with those places. Cool. And that's how they often identified themselves on the battlefield. So there'll be actual flags that we're going to be lining the stage with that the guys come in with. And that'll become part of the set after the the guys return from war. Those will be placed. So that's another interesting visual element as well. Gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, big production. Yeah, and that Fun. with the music as well. Oh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's hear about that. Yeah, that's another thing that we start very early with our pre-production. Since January, all the design work has been going on, and we also cast in late January as well via workshops this year um, again to see how the actors it was a puzzle piece that I knew a lot of I had a lot of different options on how to cast that but um, the way the relationships came together was really it was really excellent to play with that at that stage of the game but the musicians are another they also start around January Sitara Shar is our local musician and she is composing original songs for this one All right, one of the most famous is Sino Moore, and she's done her own riff on that, so we'll be opening the show with a sweet rendition of that, sung by Julie Shapiro, another wonderful local actress. And then uh, we're going to be doing some Tarantella riffs, um, Sicilian Tarantellas for the dance scene. So again, that up energy, it's going to be really fun. Okay, fantastic.
0: (laughs) So we have wonderful talent, great costumes, Super scenic design, Mm. incredible music. How do you pay for it?
1: Why, why do we fundraise? Ah. Do we fund yes, fundraise? Yes. Only a portion of our show, our, our budget, is covered by revenue from ticket sales, of mm. course. So we do, um, on our team at Santa Fe Classic Theater, we have Suzanne Cross, who is our grant writer. So we always each year go for a certain number of grants. And then, of course, we have to hit up our community and ask for your help to bring this. To the stage, mm-hmm. we started our fundraiser. We launched our fundraiser on uh, Shakespeare's birthday, April 23rd, and we're going to be fundraising right on through the show this year because mm-hmm. we were buoyed by um, some federal grants um, and during the pandemic and just after. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, with the advances that we've made in the set and adding different, we bought the the um, tents for the actors, chairs. It's like every time ta- we're trying trying to improve our production quality each Mm -hmm, year. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's over 25 artists in our crew. So, yeah, we have, and we pay all of those local artists. Mm-hmm. Your help, the, com- the help of the community that is is, is vital. That's you, listeners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, so how can they, where do they go to help? So the easiest way is mm-hmm. to go to our website, and that's org, and that's theater, I have to say, with an E-R, mm. <laughs> and uh, we have a donate button, super easy. You can also send a check to our P.O. box and that's 32883 uh, P.O. box 32883 Santa Fe and I believe that the zip code is 87594 87594 yeah it's a weird one it's
0: 87594 Hey, 87594 Yeah. <laughs> one more time 87594 <laughs> P.O. box 32883 <laughs> okay well uh Hopefully, the folks out there listening uh, both are excited about the show and uh,
1: uh, interested in making it possible through their their help. Please, yeah, any size helps, but um, you know, four thousand dollars helps with our set design. Twenty five hundred helps pay for a musician. For a thousand dollars, you can sponsor an actor and get your name in the program for sponsoring that actor. There are levels to If you uh, two fifteen above, folks get tickets. And we're also going to be having a really fun fundraiser uh, July twentieth. It'll be part of our rehearsal process and um, open to the public and members of the garden. And um, you'll be able to have some champagne and meet the actors, mm. um, see some of our design work, and then. You a portion of the rehearsal, which will be really fun. When so when is that? <laughs> that is Thursday, July 20th.
0: Okay. And so you, just prior to the show kicking off.
1: Yes. So we'll be we'll be well and underway. We'll have some really good stuff to show folks. We'll have some music going on. The actors will be in costumes, so you'll get a little sneak peek. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent.
0: Okay. Rehearsal process. I mean, this is a it's a pretty decent-sized cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you how do you make it all come together? What is your process, or do you want to talk about it? Is there a secret sauce here that we can't... Uh...
1: <laughs> no, my, my, what I with Shakespeare, because of the heightened text and wrapping your brain around, the actors need a lot of time, I think, to just kind of absorb that material, and I think that's why I cast as early as I can. The script cutting process was long this year for me because I didn't have to cut comedy bears at all, mm. but this show did take some Significant editing but once I get the script to them I like actors to um, start absorbing it, start memorizing their lines because I think and and of course I always request that the actors are off book by the time of first rehearsal. So that we can delve into the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so just that heightened text is, I think, there to get out of the way first. Um, there's a lot to just get in your physically, um, also just wrapping your brain mentally around those words and how you get there emotionally. Because I think those words bring the actor there mm-hmm. emotionally. Physically once we get into this space, since it's such a huge outdoor space that we're kind of like adjusting to and it's a style of acting in that that kind of a setting as opposed to a smaller intimate theater. Um, so we're going to be starting this year in the garden. As you know, we've often had a, a secondary rehearsal space right. where we kind of rehearse, do our scene work before going to the garden. But this year there's going to be no hardening off. So we're going to... Patrick is installing the stage... Um, pretty much immediately, right, this year. Mm -hmm. The first rehearsals are June 25th. And then um, I do block work first, so we kind of just do all the staging first. The blocking is also done so the actors know where they're coming in. There's probably about... How many entrances and exits do we have in the garden? Uh, There's probably about eight... It's as many as you want. Well, right. So in order to you because if you see <laughs> there's, there's a
0: great designer right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is there it's it's we like to utilize every bit of the Ojosimano's theater, so it's this immersive sort of multi-sensory experience. So so I do like that the actors know their traffic patterns first. And then we blow out, and then we start like doing some. We we run act one, and then we run act two, and then uh, run the whole thing together. And then we break off for about a week and a half. It's individual scene work rehearsals, mm-hmm. and then we really delve into relationship, character, and see how that starts. And it's just so fascinating to watch the actors start clicking and and growing, and and the layers start happening. And then once we get into that third week of rehearsal it's really like run act one, run act two, get the actors, get it in their bodies as well as their minds. And so that by the time we get to dress rehearsals, which is when our musicians come in at that point, and that's a whole nother element to add because they underscore a lot of the production. It's not just like opening song, dance. We use it throughout. Um, So there's a lot of timing and stuff involved in that. So it's kind of about three days of our tech mm. there's no big lighting that we have to contend with but right. that that part is interesting getting the actors and the musicians in sync and then of course the costumes come in at that point which is another layer of absorbing and becoming i think for yeah. the actors yeah. like that adds an, and and I think it takes a little bit to to add to really embody that element as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a seven-month-long process, yeah. of a creative process that comes together by opening night.
0: This is Radio Free Galisteo. Great conversations from the Galisteo Basin. Radio Free Galisteo is listener-supported. Go to www. RadioFreeGalisteo.com and click on the red donate button in the upper right-hand corner to become an active, sustaining member of Radio Free Galisteo. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the dance portion. Mm -hmm. How's that being Produced.
1: Yeah, so we've got it back again this year as our choreographer Patrick McDonald, the one and only. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've asked him to do. There is a specific dance that was the Sicilian Tarantella that was done at weddings and parties and stuff in the 16th century Sicily. That, and he he takes a he uses that as his basis, and then he does his own Patrick McDonald riff. If you saw. Comedy of Errors. You, you. It, it was just the most brilliant, creative, fun choreography that brought us to Dionysus, the festival of Dionysus in ancient Greece, Patrick McDonald style. So very good.
0: Oh, I'm sure he was looked upon uh, with favor by Dionysus. Yes,
1: so. we were sacrificing virgins and all kinds of stuff. And- you guys know how to do it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a production. But that good at the top of rehearsal, we start learning dance as well at the same time as blocking. So Patrick usually comes in those first rehearsals and will teach the dance to the company as well. So
0: You mentioned that rehearsals are going to start up right straight on the stage in the garden. What's the relationship with uh, the garden? I mean, it, it, it seems like you're, every year it's becoming tighter.
2: Well, every year there's a new executive director ah. at the garden, so every year it's a little bit different. Mm, mm. You know, we started out; they started out. Uh, the garden was the producers of Shakespeare in the Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they were better gardeners than they were theater producers, so they they lost money I the see. first two years, uh-huh. and then we then we, then we took it over, and Santa Fe Classic Theater took it over, and. Uh, and since that point, they have been making money. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, actually, pretty good money because twenty five percent twenty five percent of the ticket revenue is a direct influx of cash. Excellent,
0: excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. but uh, in past years, it's also they were just a venue. They mm. didn't they didn't assist us in much in any way. They just let us come in and use their stage. Right. But this year, it's much more of a collaboration and a partnership. Okay. They're helping us to do some advertising. They've eased up on some of the fees and things that they charge us. Our uh, access is, is better this year. Like I said, we don't have better. to get
1: an alternate rehearsal space, mm-hmm. and we can rehearse in the pavilion and mm-hmm. on the stage immediately, which is a huge help.
2: Huge help, mm-hmm. huge help, and mm-hmm. monetarily as well as actorially. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, um, so it, it's our, our our relationship with the garden is strengthening every year, mm-hmm. and it gets better every year. This year, uh, they have a new executive director, David Young, and. He, I think that he realizes what Shakespeare in the Garden brings to the garden, the mm. exposure they get. You know, we have over the course of, of even last year when we were down five shows, we still played to 2,000 people. Yeah. You know, and that's 2,000 people that are exposed to the Botanic Garden that may not been have been before. Right. So they've realized the value of, of Shakespeare also. It's really becoming a really nice. Collaborative partnership. Excellent. Yeah, and it really
1: is. It's really that symbiotic um, relationship between nature and music and and poetry that that makes I think Shakespeare in the Garden really really special, and especially um, in in that spot nestled in the foothills of of the East Mountains there. It's and the sun goes down and creates spectacular lighting i mean yeah we didn't we sorry but we we don't need a designer because (laughs) because yeah the 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 gods are doing a great job when it turns purple and there's a gorgeous scene going on and you're listening to music and you've had some wine in the garden it's really trans transformative
0: yeah
2: and the garden itself is just as Lovely, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the, the
1: walk to the stage itself is through the uh, roses
2: and lavender. Yeah. It's just, wonderful. I feel
1: strongly about um, you know, I know there's a lot, a lot, a lot of folks ask why these days, why Shakespeare? I, I really think that it's it's an it's a no brainer. People come because of that. I think it, it does change their head, it does make. You know, and and we're sticking to the comedies right now because it's like I think it, people need comedy right now because it elevates our consciousness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's um, keep that vibration high. If you're bringing a, a group of people together, I think um, I'm just taking it as an opportunity to make everybody vibrate at a really high level.
0: I think you've done an excellent job of translating what often is difficult or inaccessible to people into something that Mm. is completely accessible and enjoyable. Mm. An experience that uh, a lot of folks would not think, to to your point, oh, Shakespeare. Mm. Well, it turns out to be like, whoa, that was Shakespeare.
2: Exactly. Well, it's so easy to get caught up in the educational aspects of Shakespeare, yeah, scholarly and, uh, cause, aspects, because
0: it's forced on us, is and, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> School children, yeah. yeah
2: but really you know it's the emotions of the plays it's yeah. emotions of the characters that and the, and the stories are, are fabulous and yeah. amazing well told and well written yes uh,
1: mm-hmm. and if they're told in a way that's like I think it, the the key is bringing mm-hmm. the humanity to it it's like I, I always want my actors I tell them it 100% has to be filtered through their own emotional landscape because mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. makes it real so I don't want affected actors up there reciting lines I want them embodying and finding a reason to need those particular words they're not like I'm going to the store to get some bread it's like but oft, what light on yonder window breaks there's it's why do you need those words yeah. and that brings I think the reality to it and makes people feel something yeah. and engaging I mean that's the thing it's like It's supposed to be entertaining. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, uh, you you certainly selected well with your actors, and you know, for for the shows that I've been involved with and have seen, they're really expert at conveying that that meaning. Mm
1: -hmm. It's it's a thing. So it's our credit
0: to to both of you. Thank you. and
1: some of some of the actors just like have it, and um, and then you just keep nurturing that that sensibility that they have. Um, That's why I think some actors can, um, you know, make the transition from theater to film and back and forth, but I think the harder transition is like a film actor trying to do in particular, outdoor theater because mm. it's such a—you have to fill this large space, but still be real, right? You know, you have to go from small to, to large, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right, and and there's just so much that goes into it. Which one of the other aspects of training we're bringing in this year is uh, world-renowned vocal and acting coach Claire Davidson from London will be here on May 13th. And she is doing a vocal acting intensive for our company members. There are 20 spots open for the morning session, which will just be physical and vocal body work linking um, those two aspects from 9.30 to 12.30. And um, you can also register for that workshop. It's $30 and also on santafeclassictheater.org. There's um, a registration for Claire's workshop there. And then in the afternoon, the cast of Much Ado About Nothing will be doing some scene work with Claire. And I'm hoping that what will happen is that she'll be working vocal agility with those scenes kind of trying to get the emotion underneath it. But mm. just playing starting to play with the text in that way too. But that's going to be a huge help.
0: Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I know at least one podcaster who's really looking forward to it.
1: Thanks, so. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put you through your paces, yeah, hey, Leonardo. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All about it. All about it. Okay. All right. Any last thoughts before we get ready to sign off?
2: It's really it's just a wonderful experience. The whole Shakespeare in the Garden the, from the picnicking, you know, you can just spread out in the garden and the and it's, it's lovely. You can picnic, you know, have a little bit of wine, wander across the bridge, and, and see a really great show. And it's just a, 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 a wonderful evening.
0: And the first of those is on July 27th,
2: mm-hmm.
0: every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday through August 20th. Correct.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Kelly, Patrick.
1: Thank Thank you, you, John John.
0: It's a pleasure Uh, You've been listening to Kelly Kiernan and Patrick Briggs And for Radio Free Galisteo I am John Shannon